After years of helping online businesses make more money by advising them on their taxes and finances, I've now made it my mission to reach as many profitable online businesses as possible to help them save on their taxes and make more money. On my quest, I bring you proven and real profitable online business owners, and we dig into how they do it. Hello again. Thanks for being here on The Few, The Proud, The Profitable. This is the podcast where we talk exclusively to six and seven figure online business owners. We know that in this space, there are a lot of people who fabricate, who inflate their successes. So what we do here is we take the guesswork out of it. We vet people and we only talk to the people who are actually making money online. And today we've got one of those. We've got Ariana DeMelo. Thanks for being here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was asking beforehand if this was the right location, so I was a little nervous there. So, got, got pretty close at least. Good time. Good. Oh, thanks for uh, having me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Yeah, this is going to be great. So, in just a few sentences, tell us who you are. What do you do? So, I, as you just said, I'm Ariana DeMello. <laughs> I am a Halloween fanatic. I love Halloween. So that's James. Everybody okay. says hello to James. I am a professional, classically trained actress and theater director. I live in Germany. I came from Brazil to Germany many years ago. Long story, crazy story, but here I am. I what am a theater director. Of it. I am a theater director. And what I do is help people with our public speaking, but not only the rules and the rhetoric thing, but to really be entertaining, to learn how to be professionally natural. That's what I say, to create an atmosphere. And I have a theater called the Theater of Dead Dreams, <laughs> which is based on my dark fantasy novel, so that's what I do. I help people with their dreams through theater therapy, and I help people with their public speaking skills. Yeah, well, and that's cool, not knowing the particulars of what your, your model is or what your, um, the curriculum is. I've known a lot of people who have gone through public speaking courses who have learned to be more confident, more presentable, mm -hmm. professional. But what you say about the entertainment side that ends up being much more lacking. And I think that's probably the, the harder thing to actually teach. You can teach it's, competence more easily than charisma. Yeah, this is, this is a very interesting thing. I get a lot of clients afraid of the acting approach. Yeah. And people go like, oh my God, and think I'm going to give, I don't know, something like that in the hands and then you have to say to be or not to be. <laughs> but that's not it. <laughs> Actually, acting is the technique to reconnect to yourself, to learn how you function as a human being, to learn your own qualities, how your body wants to move, how to respect that, how to get your voice to relax, how to feel good about yourself, to create or to develop a persona that's not somebody else, mm -hmm. but it's the representation of who you are when you are leading, when you are presenting your business to other people. So 
they are very little things. I have a method called foundation and we go through all letters of the word foundation to build a foundation of speaking because my experience, my experience has been that people know what to do, but they don't know how to do what they know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to be authentic. I want to be authentic, but there is now, especially on social media, it's like authentic, it's casual, but that's not true. Right. <laughs> I mean, it can be if that's how you actually are. Yeah, that is the point. <laughs> that is exactly the point people are missing. If yeah. that's who you are, so you are going to make this professionally natural and use that as your strength. But it's not for everybody. Other people are naturally more corporate because they feel comfortable and that's who they are. And that's fine. And being entertaining doesn't mean being a comedian. It just means finding your own talents. So that's pretty much what I do. Yeah. Again, that's cool just because most of the people I've seen who have been through public speaking training, they end up with there's this rubric they're sold and this is the way you want to present yourself and this is the way you do this. And to an extent, there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually good. You're getting some foundational building blocks for what, regardless of your style and who you are, that you're probably going to need to know and deal with but you do end up with these little clones and these little carbon copies and the people who more naturally fit into that rubric, who fit into that mold, mm -hmm. they excel because that matches the way they should be speaking. They're, it's, a they're, it's a corporate teaching structure and that's the way they are naturally versus the person who is more casual, who does more of a fireside chat versus someone who's a little funnier, whatever it is, you have these people who they're still competent, but th their true talent kind of gets lost in, in that training. Yeah, that's, that's the whole, I work with the TAD brand. I work with different TEDx events around the world and yeah. they send me the speakers they've already chosen to fine tune their talks cool. during the process. And I have that a lot. <laughs> It, it happens a lot. People are terrified. And Ted doesn't like, doesn't like speaking coaches because they are afraid that this is going to happen while you just sat. It's just like everybody doing, you know, the same things. Yeah. Like, what? And that's not what they want. And this is the thing. This is the, the real challenge of what I do. It's educating people that, acting it's not exaggerating it's not gonna make you into me i am a walking telenovela i am a latina that's how i am <laughs> but people don't need to do what i do to be entertaining mm -hmm. and this is and a lot of people don't believe they can be entertaining but yes you can well you can be entertaining as yourself and i think yeah. i'm going off on a tangent here a little bit but i think Think about when we're kids, and a good portion of this is good because as kids we can be really obnoxious, mm -hmm. but we have so much of our kind of the, the rough edges we're getting rounded off. 
no, don't do that. That's not an acceptable way to be. Be quiet. Don't, don't make a scene. And largely, that's what we need to function as adults. But I think mm-hmm. somewhat in the process, we do lose a little bit of the idea of who we actually are and the things that do a make lot. it unique. So, yeah, so it, it is cool what you're doing where you're, you're sort of a, I don't know what the metaphor would be, but you're kind of those rough edges, you're bringing them back a little bit. I live I live in a fantasy world (laughs) I write dark fantasy novels and I am a cosplayer I go out there I read I I read from my from my novel at the CCXP which is the comic-con experience here in, in Germany and I was I was invited to read from my book that's what I do I bring people into my world to wake up their inner child doesn't have to mean that they're going to do crazy things. They're going to be high energetic. No, it's to figure out what's inside. I say, I have a theory and says your uniqueness lies in your dad's dream. So that thing that you want it to be, Uh it's what actually wakes your charisma up because it's like, it's like, you know, you have, you live in this little town and you don't have car and anything and you need to bring water, you know, to your house. And then you get all the training in the world and you get that water in your house and then you put it into a filter that's dirty. Uh-huh. So you, that effort is that training you got. It's not going to get inside of you if the filter isn't clean. Uh-huh. So that's basically what I do. I get the filter clean. So all that training can be transformed into a creative energy and you can actually do and say, oh, I get from this training and this training and this training and I mix it all together and I'm a great speaker and I have fun doing it. This is the thing. It pains me to see how many people don't have fun. And of course, I teach technique too, but that comes after we clean the filter. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Awesome. So qu- second question is what's the best thing about having a profitable online business? That I get to be with my kid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's a very tough thing being a parent. I don't know if you are a parent. Are you a parent? Um, in five months. Oh my God. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> So I am a parent and I love spending time with my son. It was our decision not to send him to daycare so mm-hmm. early. So being able to run a business online that brings profit gives me the freedom to be at home with my kid mm-hmm. for a lot more time than I would if I had a day job. So yeah. Well, Again, we're, we're starting to have to, to plan, plan for that and try and figure it out. And I've had clients for years where this has been a struggle because at least here in the U.S., we don't have particularly good paid time off. Maternity leave for most, mm-hmm. most I know is unpaid. For most people, it caps at about four months for the year. So you, you have more, and just cost of living is high in a lot of areas. So you have a real struggle of people just having to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And then childcare can be userously expensive and, unless you have 
family or friends who are able to help out. So I think it's a, it's a little better, or not even a little better, a lot of European countries have it markedly better, but it is still this challenge where people have good, good careers, sometimes you don't, but even assuming you are fortunate, you do have a good career and you make a lot of money, you lose so much of that time because you're so tied to whatever the schedule it is that your employer's mm. not for you. Yeah, absolutely. So in Germany, the thing is much better, but it's much better if you have been an employee for quite long time and you have paid for the right to get a lot of money when you are in maternity leave. And I've heard many ugly stories of moms that have been fired after, I don't know, six months or one year coming back to the job, though they're not allowed to, but they always find right. a way to kick the mom sure. out. Oh yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's all what we run into that here too all the time. It's, it's not what the reality of the reason is. It's the, whichever reason you document most aggressively. <laughs> so the, it's, it's better here. Yeah. But it's not great. There are countries that are better than in Germany. Still, it's better than in the U.S. It's better than in Brazil. We have mm -hmm. the same situation, five months, and then you need to go back to work. And whatever is, find, find a way to put your child somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I have one client. They've got, I want to say they've got four kids, and daycare costs are going to be so so high for them it was actually cheaper in their circumstance to get an au pair over from thailand cheaper to fly a full-time live-in nanny from across the world was cheaper than them paying for what daycare was going to be for their kids this is harsh <laughs> so so yeah i mean having a, obviously people work a lot as on online entrepreneurs I think if you're if you're really yeah. if you're really fortunate, there are those people where it's just, oh yeah, I work two hours a day and everything comes flowing in. <laughs> right. But for the majority of us, we're still working a ton, but choosing when you do it, what blocks you do it in, the days, all of that stuff, you're able to plan around your life versus planning your life around the job, which isn't really nice. That is the thing. So building a business is bone hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's something, it's also something you don't hear on social media very often. So let me tell you, it's bone hard, but it's worthy. <laughs> so yeah, it's not just a couple of hours. As you said, for some people, maybe yes, but not for the majority of us. We need to work. We need to do a lot like a lot, at least at, at the beginning mm -hmm. to just like build everything. You're mostly a solopreneur. You don't have anybody helping you out because you don't have the budget to pay mm -hmm. a team and all of this stuff. And this is something you ought to know. And that's a decision. And the decision was what you said, having the freedom to choose when to do things and having the discipline, the confidence and the patience to do those things you have to do to build a business until it gets profitable, till yeah. it gets where you want it to be. Mm -hmm. That's another situation, but it's a choice. And for me, it was very clear. I want the freedom to be with him. Mm -hmm. 
completely. All right, cool. So number three, what we deal with a lot in our practice, and what we hear from a lot of online business owners is that managing cash flow can be a real struggle. So how do you do that? How do you manage that successfully? It took a long time <laughs> to learn that because as I said, I am an artist, people. I had to learn a lot of things the hard way because artists, they don't know how to do this stuff because they live in another world. So I literally had to take classes and educate myself, get, get myself an accountant that would sit with me and explain to me what I needed to pay attention to, to pay here last taxes, their last taxes. I have a company. So there's company, there's tax for the company, there's tax for myself. So on all that, it took me a long time to learn how to manage it. So now I have a system, <laughs> yeah. but it really took time and a lot of failure and a lot of, a lot of red numbers <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> but then you get, you need to get educated in the things that you don't know how to do. Mm-hmm get people to help you who know what to do. This is something that I really had to learn. And then... Yeah, because for any of us, we've got propensities in certain ways that we think. And I think the, there was some study that I read probably 15 years ago now, where it talked about how the more trained you become, you train one part of your brain or a type of thinking, you actually become worse in other types of things. There are a couple of different studies. One was they had some sort of helmet that they had developed that would like either slow temporarily slow down or speed up parts of your brain. And they would have it to where engineers weren't able to do basic math for a couple minutes because they like ramped up this other side. There was one study I saw, it was with Alzheimer's patients and these people who had really, they were accountants, engineers, scientists, mm-hmm. and just really regimented and they had zero creative ability throughout their whole life. Mm-hmm. Then they get Alzheimer's, that part of their brain slows down and they manifest this great creative ability. They became great painters or musically this inclined. This is interesting. But it's like you can only you've only got a certain amount of bandwidth and the more you focus one way or the more you focus another way, the better, the less of a propensity you have in different things, it seems like. So especially if you're coming from a standpoint of being an artist, a creative person, which is not something I particularly excel at, especially the older, <laughs> older if that's where you come from, there are exceptions, but more than likely that's not going to be what you're naturally better mm-hmm. at. So, hiring people out, even if you're not going to become a tax expert or an accounting expert, at least having a rudimentary understanding. I think that's important because it's still, it's still your business. So for for me, it was extremely important to understand how things work. And Germany is extremely complicated when it comes to taxes. It's so complicated oh it's for i am um, i do a lot with amazon sellers there's an amazon training called marketplace superheroes and two guys who are in ireland and they they'll funnel their u.s people to me mm-hmm. so i coordinate with the uk accountants that they deal with 
and we make sure that how we're setting things up on on both sides of the pond are actually they're working well in tandem and occasionally mostly i just say oh talk to marlon talk to marlon talk to marlon he'll tell you <laughs> but i've got to have a decent understanding about it and help to help our conference calls with him and sometimes i'm like all right so just run this by me again run this by me a second a third time a second time because it's so I guess just because you've got all this overlap of not only the countries having complicated tax systems, but then they're also close to each other within the union. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not particularly easy. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's really a lot of details. And it's really, there is a lot of things to do that can be done. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to understand. So I sat a long time with my accountant and I said, you need to be patient because I'm an artist. Yeah. And I know I have a handicap. <laughs> Not everybody does, but I knew, I know my limits. So I know my limitations. And when I meet them, I get somebody to help me out. Yeah. And I really had to learn how to manage the cash flow that comes in, what is what is the money to invest? What is the money to, to, to save? What is the money to work with? What is the money to spend? This is all, it's all, but it's all learnable because if I learned it, (laughs) anybody can, it's just for you, as you said, it's just for you to have a little understanding of how it works. Mm -hmm. So you, have an overview of everything and you know, okay, so that's, that's what this is about. And you let somebody who knows actually do the work. Right. Well, it's the same with us for, for different side projects that we have going on. We've got some commercial properties where we'll look at doing things. So we have to coordinate with architects or contractors. As a CPA, I know more about legal things than the average person. I'm by mm-hmm. no means a lawyer though. So it's not like I'm ever going to go through and draw the contracts myself, or I'm going to do the actual legwork of these things where I need professional services, Mm -hmm. but just having enough of an understanding where you're not just going in blind and you're, you're blindly following and relying the advice of somebody else without, again, just a baseline knowledge of what it is they're doing for you and teaching you. Just to, just to, yeah, to not be <laughs> surprised by everything. I don't like feeling stupid. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I just, I just get my knowledge. I read books. I learned that too. Yeah. Read the books that I'm supposed to read that are, <laughs> that are going to help me understand how business works because that's also, that's also the thing. It's fundamental to get education on business structures. Uh something like this is so important and we work online and I don't know if everybody is like that, but I, at the beginning I had this, I totally forgot or neglected this part of, okay, it's not because it's online that it's not a real business. (laughs) So we deal with that all the time because you're able to start it with a laptop and internet connection because of that, there seems to be this real, and sometimes people, it takes a while to make the money, or sometimes it comes really fast, but because there is either a long or a short period where you're able to get by by spending no money, 
there's kind of a lag even when you do start making real money to treating it like a real business. Yeah. That seems to be pretty pervasive in the space. Yeah. And it, 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 it can, it's kind of confusing because I think we're still conditioned to think that a business is an office somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even though we grew up, so not me anymore, I'm not Gen Z, but <laughs> I'm a little older than that. But still, we're still conditioned to think, okay, the business is the people in the office across mm -hmm. the street. And me in my studio, I'm just me in my studio. And I think that's where it gets dangerous not to have a structure, not to think business, not to think long-term, not to make long-term planning. And all of those things are important for the growth of a proper business. Mm -hmm. So this is something, this is something, I don't know, maybe people are teaching this kind of stuff and there are online schools for online business building for anything. There's a school for, <laughs> there's a school for anything, but this is something that, people really need to take care of. Okay. So start making money. That's nice. Now, how can I leverage this? How can I make this a proper business that it's going to be profitable? Not by the end of the month, but in 10 years, it's still going to be there reinventing itself or where I want to be and all these questions. Well, and that's not so dependent on you and your time because and this, this doesn't even go to online businesses. This is true of most businesses where people have, have trouble scaling past the point where they're acting as a te technician and swapping their time for money. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, I can do that myself. I'm capable of doing it yeah. myself. I, even, if, even if they ha have the time, they don't want to reinvest. They either are cheap and they just don't want to reinvest the money. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Helps. <laughs> happens too. Yeah, even if it's going to make them a lot more in the long run, they're either cheap or sometimes I think it's just sort of an ego thing. No one can do it as well as I can. No one cares about it as much as I do, and they don't want to relinquish any of the control. And yeah, it's, it's a more difficult path if instead of having a company where you're billing out 200 grand and you're mm -hmm. clearing 190, having a company that bills out a million dollars and you're clearing 300 you've got a lot more challenges to that, but going to what you said at the outset, you have a lot more freedom because mm -hmm. you're, it's not so entirely dependent on you. And even though you've got the liability and some of the risk of having all that overhead, you also don't have the liability of if you get hit by a truck tomorrow, that everything is gone. You have it yeah. continues and has value and can, serve your customers even if you're unavailable for a while or permanently <laughs> this this is exactly the thing i think it's it's a lot it was for me at the beginning the mindset from freelancer to to business right. owner i think this is a big shift it's a decision that needs to be made at some point i say am i a freelancer or am i building a business so I changed a lot of things about my business this year exactly because of all these changes and all these thinking and all the education to build a school called unique public speaking. Mm -hmm. That's not only attached to my person. Yeah. 
and this is, and it's, I, I give online workshops four times a year and physical here in Berlin also four times a year. And we have other teachers, other methods, other situations and other offers within the school because of that. So it's the mindset. Okay. It's me B2B. And I will be forever a freelancer or it's me building a business that's going to leverage that has a, a more value for other people that I can scale and all of that. I think this is the, this is the shift. And one of the most important ones, the freelancer, let go of the freelancer yeah. start thinking as a business owner. That's tough. It's but very it's tough. I think it's the biggest thing that holds people back. And I think it's the biggest, once you re bypass that hurdle and change your mindset, you have a couple of years usually where you make the same, maybe even make a little bit less because you're, you're, all your time is going towards implementing systems. You've got higher overhead, you've got more expenses, but once you get past whatever the period is getting all the kinks worked out, then it allows you to have this huge upswing versus if you stay as a freelancer, there's, you can only work but so many hours in the day. The market's only going to pay you but so much per hour for your time. So it depends on your profession, but whether your cap is 50 grand a year, 100, 200, 500, you're never going to expand and progress past a certain point. If, if that's the mentality you keep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the lose, the fear of losing, and this is all a process. So if you haven't, if you haven't been in a school or business school to learn, to go through all these things, the normal average person that went to a normal school and then to a drama school, don't know that, don't know how to think that way in those systems you learn how to be afraid of losing money and not existing anymore. <laughs> so this is, this is very tough. So it's never been easier to build a business as it is today, but it makes it hard because you need to fail a lot to learn the basics from people that came from business in the first place. <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy but it's it's fun it's sometimes sure. makes you angry but <laughs> but it grow a lot well it's better than the, the monotony of staying in the same job and doing the exact same thing for 40 years of your life there's there's a lot of ups and downs with it but you at least have some variety if you're doing it right and you are allowed to, and you're allowed to allow yourself to make mistakes, to learn from those mistakes, to fail, and then take a deep breath and look, what have I done wrong? What can I do better? What I can do at all? And I should let somebody else do for me. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is important. And, but you have it in your hands, the power to create something to give the world something that you would like to see in the world. So this is very powerful and a great opportunity, but it's not easy. And it comes with a lot of struggle, 
for some people less, for some people a lot, mm -hmm. but it wins education, consistency, and quality. Yeah. Sometimes not even quality, but consistency. <laughs> That's unfortunately. Well, well, the quality comes over time. It comes. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hopefully, right. But that's one thing. And I mean, even this podcast is an example. I really enjoy doing it. I think it provides value. It's not the greatest podcast you've ever seen. Hopefully, in 100 episodes, it's a lot better. It's a lot better than it was the first five episodes. It's but I, I put off doing this for probably six months. I've seen people where they just never even start projects because like, ah, I don't have experience with that. I'm not that great at it. And yeah, sure. You're not going to be great at the beginning if you've never no, done it before. No, nobody will. No, no. But I, I was actually talking about scammers. So people okay. that actually don't know and yeah, don't want to learn. That's what people I'm talking about. So no, starting, you'll never be awesome at the beginning. Yeah. Everybody learn that. I think that's what's it's about in this thing we call life. We improve, we learn, and that's the beauty of being human. We are capable yeah. of doing that. Well, yeah, if you're talking about scammers, sorry, I misunderstood. That goes to another side where, and part, like we talked about before, part of the reason we started this is because there's so many people who fabricate what their expertise and their successes are. Mm -hmm. And what I point out, what we talked about before too, is in our marketing, we're all putting our best face forward. We're trying to look as shiny and as nice as we can. So I'm not talking about your marketing. It might sound like you're making $2 million and you're making a million. That's just, that's kind of, that is what it is. That's the way a lot of marketing goes. The people we really take issue with are the ones who say they make $2 million a year and they've made five grand or they've done nothing there's a difference between an, a minor inflation versus just an out, an outright fabrication and falsehood. And especially online where everyone convinces you and people charge such insanely high rates for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It's even worse when you're charging the super primo rate and you have <laughs> no experience to actually deliver the result. Yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen, <coughs> sorry, I have a little cold. I've seen this happening a lot. <clears throat> I've seen people calling themselves video content creators for viral videos. And I, I have an award-winning filmmaker at home and we sit and we watch those videos and we cry because it's horrible and people pay 10 grand for that. And this, who is this person? I mean, yep. it's just somebody who can write amazing copies and know exactly how desperate people are to make money or to just put themselves out there for an opportunity and they pay. I don't know. How can somebody be so shameless mm -hmm. and steal money from people yeah. like that? I'm not talking about beginners with the actual, the actual knowledge and willing to get better and succeed. No, these people are legit. I'm talking about people who know they just do something and people are going to pay for it because they can talk good. Mm -hmm. 
this well, is unacceptable and it happens a lot. Well, we've had clients run into this. We run into this occasionally where certain spaces are so tight knit and so small that if it was a broader audience, what was delivered was nowhere close to what was promised. And I think they know that in some of these niches, these really small communities, that making waves is going to be more expensive and detrimental to the person if they do it. The person who got scammed, mm-hmm. sometimes they know that, okay, well, there's only 500 people in this general group and they don't want to be considered a pariah. So if I deliver any, if I deliver anything, even if it's way substandard, they're not going to sue. They're not going to do anything. To them, making the sale is pretty much, that's where it ends. That's the, that's yeah. the goal, is making the sale and everything else is completely secondary. And I think that breaks my heart because how, how can you do that? How, what what happened in your childhood that made you act like this with people seriously? Yeah. It's crazy and it happens a lot. Of course, hey scammers, we've had scammers since there's humanity, but I think Either social media has shown us how many people are capable of such behavior or it really got worse (laughs) (laughs) because it's so easy. If you can sell yourself so good, Mm -hmm. people are going to buy from you because they are desperate or whatever. But what you deliver, as you said, is just nothing. Right. What's this? Like shame on you. No, really. Yeah, yeah and that's what, again, that's kind of what we did this to to an extent troll and call out the, the scammers and the people who are full of it, but also to celebrate the people who actually are doing it right. Because doing it right, this is such an exciting space and such an exciting industry. So yeah, we're trying to just differentiate between the two groups. Anyway, it's very, and it's very, it's crazy. I've seen a lot of people with talent who actually know what they're talking about, but they don't have the confidence because they think they need to get better Yeah. to actually sell that stuff, though they are already a lot better than the scammers, but they think, no, no, I cannot put myself out there because I need to fine tune this, fine tune that. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. these people are taking the money from an audience you could help because you know what you're doing right and this is a confidence issue but i don't know i don't know why people that are legit have imposter syndrome and real imposters don't (laughs) that's so crazy well it's just it's narcissism and there's some articles reading is about why certain um CEOs, politicians, whatever, why their followers, some of them will have this cult mentality and how mm-hmm. it's just they, regardless of what they do, their favorite celebrity, again, whoever it is, they're just stuck. And a lot, I can't remember what the term was, but it, it was tied to a lot of them are, are narcissists. So they don't even see their own, um, their own faults when they're speaking. Mm-hmm. Because of that, they're able to speak with such confidence that to the listener, confidence can be perceived as competence and ability. If you say things confidently enough, then people will think, oh yeah, 
he's great. They're great. They're the best. You need to, you just need to lie with a lot of confidence. Sometimes. And that's horrible, but that's, that's not okay. <laughs> that's really not okay. That's really not okay. And yeah, I think it's, for me, it's the biggest issue with the whole social media thing. I don't know if I'm more angry at people, if I'm angrier at people who scam or at people who are good and are not doing the job. Doing what they should. Right. Because they are afraid. Mm-hmm. I understand that, people. I've been there myself. But hey, yeah. it's your responsibility to help the people you can help. It is. Right. It really is. And it's your and it's your right to get the money for the good job that you can make because you actually know what you're doing. Yeah. And this is <laughs> this is social media for you in a nutshell. Right. <laughs> All right, crazy. cool. So in a couple minutes, just give us your main tip that every online business owner should know. I can only speak from my experience <laughs> is try to define what you really, really want to do. What is the thing that drives you? Study your market, see if there are people who need <laughs> what you're actually offering. It's not something like a blue ocean and nobody's interested in it. Try to, if you, if you don't come from marketing, I don't come from marketing. So if you're somebody like me, get some education from those people, from good marketers. We're going to teach you how to do this stuff, how to define your ideal client, how to define your goals, how to understand how social media works. And then you put yourself out there. Then you start building a personal brand. It was incredible important to me everything that i have everything that i've built i own to a branding professional so personal mm-hmm. branding professional which was Deslava Dobreva everybody loves how i say her name so i'm going to say it again Deslava Dobreva <laughs> i have from her from putting myself out there and seeing who i was attracting and this is a process Resilience is something that you have to have. You need to keep showing up. You need to educate yourself, especially when it comes to having confidence in yourself. Some people are naturally confident. Some people need to fight a lot to believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. And this can be pretty tough. So it is important to know why are you doing this? What for you were doing this? Don't make my mistakes on not taking breaks when you're, well, especially when you're pregnant. <laughs> you should, <laughs> you should, you should be able to work less and work smarter. You need to know that a lot of things are going to be on you. You need to know that there will be a lot of tears, that sometimes you will wake up and you're looking in the mirror and you're going to ask yourself, why am I doing this in the first place? Mm-hmm. And then there is a tip from me, and it's not what everybody says. You need to keep your goal on what you want, right? Right. Sometimes you need to keep your eyes on what you don't want. So sometimes I look back and I say, that's not the life I want anymore. 
And even if I'm not strong enough to believe myself enough today, I know I don't want to go back there. So I need to keep running. <laughs> so this yeah. is for me the, the most important thing. Well, fear, I think long-term fear is a motivator that's just going to wear, wear you out. I don't know that it has the most longevity to it, especially if that's your primary focus. But in the early days, like you said, the life that you don't want and the things you don't want to do, I think, I mean, that's why a lot of business owners start out. That's the way it was for me. I hated being an employee. I had a miserable job. It was a couple of miserable years because of working for a big corporation. Mm -hmm. And then even when it was the early days, because I started this with two grand in the bank, no clients, mm -hmm. no connections, so I'm starting on a bit of a whim. Even in the early days where it was crazy hours, hardly any money coming in, all of the challenges that you deal with, it wasn't what motivated me in those days was not so much, oh yeah, this is the great life that I want here, are all the great things mm -hmm. I want. It's like, I am not going back to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like so yeah, whatever it is that happens to keep you moving mm -hmm. is big. It is because it just, and sometimes I had to learn how to do this because it was not my thing, but I had to sit down and learn how to do the math. So let's do the math. When you get a job by your qualifications, which is art, put that on the paper, which are your possibilities to have the life, to create the life you want for yourself. Like really in the world that it's not building an own business. And when you do the math, you will know that you need to keep going because there's no way you're going to create the life you want if you are like me and you have a non-profitable education. And this is, and this was something that I really can tell everybody. Sometimes a lot of times it's going to be really, really tough and you're going to cry a lot and you're going to doubt yourself, but everybody has been there. It's not just you. Mm -hmm. And you will be afraid many times after that but the conquering that fear and saying i'm doing this anyway even if you need to stop today and just watch aladdin or any other disney movie you want just to stop and breathe and do nothing to regain that strength to keep going mm -hmm. that's that's the way it is for everybody i swear to you not everybody is all happy all the time, like in social media. I, yeah, that, go, that goes to what you were saying earl, earlier just and just now about social media. Social media, we all know, is not reality, but it's easy to feel like it is because that's all you're seeing. All you're seeing are the highlights of people's lives where it's me on the beach, it's me feeling great, it's me, it's me at the gym. I'm like, well, I haven't managed to get to the gym in a week. What a loser. <laughs> This person might not have either, but they just happen to put out the ones where they're doing these things. They haven't been on a vacation for four years, and then they're posting the vacation they go on. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But because all no one's posting, yeah, failures. Really, no one's yeah, no one's putting their failures or yeah. I was really depressed today, so I didn't get out of bed. 
I've gotten out of bed for two days. No one's posting <laughs> yeah. things where we're losers and they're not doing well. All we're posting are successes. So it's so easy for us to get kind of caught up in our own heads thinking yeah. that we're not worthy to charge what we should charge. We don't mm -hmm. have the expertise we need to fine tune versus the people who just have this uber confidence who can just charge through regardless. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to sell this because I didn't want the money. Awesome. And, and I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome from no reason, but I'm just awesome. No, this is really, I think Mel Robbins posted a video a couple of days ago and she said that the social media gets a lot of people into this trap that we measure our social life based on what other people are living mm -hmm. and sure. where you are now it's where you should be and things are going to build easier or more difficult or but it's your path you're not supposed to compare your path to the path of other people you don't even know if it's true <laughs> that's the first thing that is the first thing and i'm a mom do you think i have a easy life with a what? toddler yeah <laughs> i mean excuse me this is three kilo makeup <laughs> i'm just what i'm saying is that of course you're gonna build you want to build and you're going to build the life for yourself that you want but it's okay to not feel okay Mm -hmm. It's okay to cry in the bathroom like yeah. everybody else did. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. It just meant that you are very tired, but you need to keep going. So crying is actually pretty good because it works like it works like a calming medication or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's really healthy for your for your person. Sure. So it's okay to cry. It's okay to doubt yourself sometimes. It's okay to stand up not knowing what's gonna happen. It's okay to ask yourself if you're doing the right thing. But if you want to create this life for yourself, it's not okay to give up. Yeah. It's that, that sentence that I love and everybody uses, but it's good. When you're tired, learn to rest and not to quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Very good advice. <laughs> this is a good one, yeah. <laughs> All right, so last question. It's one of two things. Either what's the craziest tactic you've seen to sell something online, or what's the craziest thing you've seen sold online? Craziest tactic I've seen online? Let me think. Let me think. I'm not a big fan of the controversial thing. <laughs> Okay. Everybody needs to be controversial. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what's funny to me, and we're seeing it now a little bit. It, it's an easy target because it's an election year over here, but people are just saying outrageous things. And it, it's one thing if that's even what you believe. I don't get involved mm -hmm. in politics at all, so I've got no dog in the fight either way. <laughs> but if, if you're saying sort of outlandish thing and you believe it, okay, whatever, I don't care. But you can tell after looking at the posts a couple times and the stance just kind of flip-flops that it's not actually what they believe, going back to what we said at the outset about authenticity. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not what they really think. They just it's know, okay. Pushing. 
this is controversial. This is going to get people to argue with me. So then on Facebook's algorithm, they're going to see that I have 200 comments on this post and they're going to think I'm great. No, it's just you're being a jerk. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So some people, some people do it amazingly like it's really their opinion and it's based on real knowledge and they put out an unpopular opinion and that is fine but it's like everybody hating each other like i don't know barking dogs <laughs> i look at facebook and i say what what's going on people chill out so this is something when people are forcing it and using this as a tactic, mm -hmm. I mean, this is getting a lot of people anxious. It's getting a lot of people not willing to go out there and show themselves. Yeah, okay, we need to toughen up. We need to look at it in a professional way, but we are human beings and we are emotional creatures. Mm -hmm. And it's not always easy to, so especially if you have this thing with energies and these bad energies get to you very easily. Some people are more sensitive. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I wouldn't say you are not, I wouldn't say you are not made for business because that's also this talk. So you are too weak. No, I think you are just being too jerky. I don't, I don't think this word exists, but you got what I mean. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just pushing and pushing and pushing and being uncomfortable and being impolite. And I think, okay, I put a lot of unpopular opinions myself out there, but uh, they are real opinions based on real experience. And this sure. is okay for everybody. But this pushing, I think this is for me personally, the worst tactic mm -hmm. and the craziest to sell things online because it really likes like bullies people down well i don't think there's good longevity to it either because even if you're getting engagement and people can throw out cliches like oh there's no such thing as bad publicity well there there is and may, in the short term sure you're getting this little bit of boost because you're getting this engagement on your page but okay, is your engagement actually converting to paying customers? Is mm, yeah, this, a question. <laughs> it's not even traffic, but it, is all that activity actually converting to anything? And if you're just posting all this nonsensical stuff, people are going to get tired of it eventually. And even if you do have a service that they might want to buy from you eventually, they're going to be like, oh, that guy's a douche. I'm not going to work with him. Not with that person. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not even sure exactly, I'm not sure what the angle is in a, as a long-term play. I get what they're trying to do short-term, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like it's going to be something that is a beneficial approach for them over the yeah, next I, couple of years. No, I really think, that, yeah, exactly. It needs to be the part of a strategy, the part of a strategy attached to a personal brand, and all this needs to be really well. And my brand is that ah. I'm a yeah, and I'm a brand that I'm a jerk. I mean, I am, I'm a nice person. <laughs> it's, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. I like being polite to people if I cannot be nice because I don't like them. <laughs> it happens. But I try to be at least polite. That's the way I've been raised. And it doesn't mean that I cannot say no and that I cannot stand up for myself. 
or I cannot answer in a harsh way with trolls and something. But that is something that wouldn't work for me as a strategy. Right. So pushing this would make me feel uncomfortable and it wouldn't be authentic and I would break eventually. So I think this is really attached to who you are. What is your long-term strategy? Is this working? Is this converting? Is this worthy? And there's a lot of questions. So for me, it really is complicated because then I really don't know. Okay. Then I start reading these posts and say, okay, okay, guys, it's not for me. Love you. Success. But goodbye. Right. All right. Awesome. Well, we've been going longer than I normally do. So oh my God. appreciate you so much being on here. For people who are listening and watching, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you if they're wanting to work with you, reach out? What's, what's your best method of contact? I'm really active on LinkedIn right now. Funny okay. enough. Yeah, well, LinkedIn. More and it's, more been, of that. it's been my main platform, actually, because I work a lot with introverted people. Okay. And the most introverted people are on LinkedIn, either than on Facebook and otherwhere. So where you can find me, I have a Facebook page. My business has a Facebook page. So unique public speaking, you can find me under my name, Ariana DeMello. So you can find me on LinkedIn and on Instagram and knock. And of course, my website, arianademelo.com. Okay. We're having, we're building two new websites for the two businesses, but still you can just come straight and talk to me. Okay. Awesome. We'll make sure to post that whenever we publish this. But again, thank you so much for being on. And to everyone watching, we really appreciate you being on the Few the proud, the profitable. Again, where we only talk to people who are actually making money online. Tune in next time. Thanks. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>